What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hungry for Success podcast. I'm your host, Michael Phelps. I'm glad to be back after a short break, and on this episode, I got to talk to Aaron, also known as Crushing Keto 84, on Instagram about his massive weight loss journey. I think he's lost a little over 150 pounds. And during this episode, we talked about how he actually had a friend who was in a beach body and their whole system who invited him to move in with them and they signed a contract about you know his weight loss and getting him healthy and that was like a big catalyst to his journey and and kind of really an awesome story. We also talked about the ketogenic diet, uh, mindset, getting out of that victim mentality, and we talked about some of the people who influence us most on Instagram and through their content. So if you guys enjoy this episode. Go ahead and uh, give it a review on your podcast app or share it with a friend. With that said, that's enough of me, and here is my interview with Aaron. What's up, man? Welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm thanks doing for good. having me. I'm doing good, man. Yeah, thanks for being here. I uh, Like most of my guests, uh, I started following you on Instagram a while back, and uh, you really stood out to me, just all the, the things that the major lifestyle change the change that you've made and then you seem like a guy who's not afraid of challenges like i've seen you do the 75 hard i've seen you do push-up challenges all kinds of stuff even uh i've seen you doing some push-ups like on the side of like the ocean that's uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool stuff brother yeah man uh honestly you know these challenges have kind of been a major part of my my journey um i understand a lot of people you know don't necessarily agree with you know these hardcore challenges because off you know a lot of times they're not totally necessary um but for me like utilizing these really tough challenges just first off it keeps me accountable and Mm -hmm. it, it holds me to you know putting the work in that i need i need personally for myself to do um but it also just shows me what i'm made of and and you know, I don't knock anybody for, you know, not doing challenges and just kind of making small changes. Cause I think that's important. You know, I mean, I think initially, you know, it is important to embrace the small changes, you know, bit by bit so that you build those good habits. But by really putting myself through these things, it's just significantly uh, improved my life and, and helped me, you know, build um build the life that i want i guess you could say i mean yeah yeah well that's something i definitely wanted to kind of dig into with you especially because um i've been a little bit of a hater of a hater towards like the 75 hard and and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and for the purpose of i think that it's like an opportunity for a lot of people to abuse and like some of the stuff that I saw like toward in January and like the weight loss community I felt like it kind of was that like uh, I saw some people doing it correctly like I saw you and Poro and uh, Keto D and these guys and so you guys already work out you've already been on a diet plan you've already you know like you have the right outlook on it like you just said you know you're using it to challenge yourself and mental like just mental toughness and stuff like that but other people I've seen rolling into it January 1st and they're coming off the couch, right? And they're coming from being obese and not working out and they 
want to jump into the 75 hard and then including getting on, you know, a diet right away. And a lot of times this year, it kind of seemed like the theme was to be on uh, a carnivore, right? So you're making this mm-hmm. massive shift in diet and then you're working out two times a day and you're reading and one's outside and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. that just, in my mind, seems like a recipe for a disaster to do all that at once, especially because these, a lot of these people were using it for a new year's resolution to lose 30 pounds, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I think that in one way, if you want to, I'm all about challenging myself. That's like my favorite thing. And if you want to test yourself, you want to test your limits and you want to go at it with that mindset and realizing that it might not be the healthiest thing for me to do two workouts a day for 75 straight days. And my body might break down a little bit. I'm all for that. I'm super for it. But if you're like, I'm trying to lose 30 pounds because it's New Year's, probably like I'm probably not in support of that. Right. No, I mean, that's that's a very valid point. Um, And I think it just it, it comes down to, I mean, really where you are in your your journey. You know, I've been on this journey since uh, to be exact. Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of hard to say, but my current path, right? Like I've tried to lose weight so many times in my, in my life. Like this is not my first time going for it, but I think I've been on this path consistently since January 4th, 2015 at 4am. Like I'll never forget that date, that time. Like I kind of hit my rock bottom and not to jump back into my past right now, because we're talking about the challenge, but basically, you know, I've been on this for so long now that I am to the point where, you know, 75 hard was just kind of that next step, that next, that next, um, challenge that I needed to, that next hurdle, I guess, in my, in my progress to, to really see what I was made of. You know, I had already lost over a hundred pounds. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I just, I was to the point where I was kind of getting stagnant and like, just going through the flow, you know, of, of losing weight and it just gets monotonous. And, you know, these challenges have offered that next level spark for me. And like you said, if you're just somebody just getting started, you know, definitely this can be, it can be damaging, I I think, because, you know, if, if you're going into the expectation of being able to do two workouts a day and hold yourself accountable to all of these you know, all of these pieces of the challenge and then you fail and then you beat yourself up, you know, that, that's not a good thing, you know, but I also think that it's important to, it's important to fail. You know, a lot Mm -hmm. of times when I see people doing these challenges, the ones that I respect most are the ones who call themselves out when they fail. You know what I mean? Like, I'm actually so proud of these people because it's like, man, if I failed, you know, and it's like, I've been so close so many times, you know what I mean? Where, oh my God, I'm laying in bed at 1130 PM and it's time, you know, I'm like, holy shit, I still have, you know, half a gallon of water to drink. <laughs> so I get up and I chug a whole thing of water. Cause I'm like, damn, like, I'm not going to let some water take me down right now. And it's, it's whatever, right? I mean, it's not like by not drinking that water, you're going to have less progress that's not really it, but holding myself accountable to what I say that I'm going to do. And, you know, that that's important to me at, at, at this part of my journey, you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. I just need to be 
a man of my word to myself, you know, because that's something that's been missing in my life for a long time. And, you know, if you're just starting out, I wouldn't recommend doing 75 hard. I think it's important to build the, the foundation of your, your weight loss journey and, you know, have those building blocks starting small, starting slow, you know? Yeah. Um, but then utilizing these challenges once you're to a point, I think is extremely powerful too. Yeah. I think, uh, what you said there is literally one of the biggest things in not just like weight loss, but in life is being a man of your word to yourself. Like I'm like a firm believer that like self accountability is like a major pillar to being successful in all asset in all facets of life. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people who struggle with weight loss or commitment, things like that struggle with. And it's because it's so easy to say, it's so easy to say like, I'm going to stick to this diet. Right. But then you go through these mental gymnastics in your head to be like, well, I am on this diet, but I got like a hundred extra calories. So like 150 extra calories, like won't really hurt me. And that, you know, that's not too far off. And it's easy to get in this like conversation with yourself and justify things. But, you know, I, so I did, um, I did a cut for like this RP challenge. And one of the things that I really liked about that app was like every meal you went in there and hit if you were over or under macros. And so it like reaffirmed that commitment you make to yourself because every single time you have to press that button I was over I was under and as long as you're honest with yourself in that like for me it was like I made this agreement with myself when I started I'm gonna be 90% or over at the end of this challenge right so I didn't say 100% because I know there's times that I'm not gonna be perfect I say 90% and I finished it like 96% but every single time that I had to hit that no button in my mind that's like I promised myself and so like I can't keep doing this right yeah that's uh that's you know and that's important and and even with 75 hard it's like it doesn't mean that all of your workouts have to be full throttle you know what i mean so like one of them has to be outside um there's days where i'm sore and just beat up and just mentally drained and just tired whatever you know and it's like instead of just sitting down and resting, which rest is important. You know what I mean? And you still have to make time for rest and recovery, you know, especially when doing a challenge like this. But sometimes that comes in the form of just getting up and going on, going on a walk, you know, just a, doesn't have to be a run, you know, but then when you sit there and you think about what you're trying to accomplish, a lot of times my walks turned into running because I'm just like, I know what I want out of this. And I'm not here to play games, you know, like, um, I'm, I've, I've been on this journey for so long and it's like, I also, I understand that it's, there's never an end to it. It's, it's an ongoing thing. I think it's going to be there for the rest of my life. At least I hope, I hope I can continue on. Right. Like that's, that's the ultimate goal. Um, but I also want to reach my goal and like, especially this year, I've just, I've caught myself spinning my wheels so many times that Mm -hmm. like the reason that I decided to do 75 hard again this year was, by the way, this is the second time I've done it. Um, The first time I did it, it was a couple years ago. um, And I remember how difficult it was. And 
I just remember afterwards when I finished it, I kind of was like so relieved. Um, I lost a good amount of weight. I mean, you know, maybe I think maybe like 30 pounds or so. And I was really proud of myself, but I let those old habits of just kind of going through the motions and just, you know, just kind of doing what I needed to do just to, to maintain, but I, I would be back up on that up and down roller coaster. You know, now I'm kind of trying to utilize it and, and view it in a different light and using that experience of, of doing it once before. Now I can, you know, the second time around, I can kind of understand how to keep that mentality afterwards. And now I'm kind of trying to do that whole phase or the whole live hard program. So 75 hard is just the first, first piece of the live hard program, which is the full year of, you know, there's three phases after 75 hard, which I actually okay. completed phase one, which was a 30 day addition um, to 75 hard. Only, you know, there's a few more tasks that get added on, like taking a five minute cold shower every day and um, doing 10 minutes of visualization, you know, which has been a major, major key for me. Like mm -hmm. it, it's changed a lot of things. But basically the first time around afterwards, you know, I kind of just went, I remember I went, I came down to Florida. I was living in Atlanta at the time and I came down to Florida and, and celebrated, you know, with a buddy of mine, we came down and we went, I went tubing and I was in the best shape of my life. Like I was living it up, but I was eating trash again and drinking beers. And then I just went back into that cycle of just ups and downs and just not making progress. Yep. And that really bothered me. And, uh, when I'm in a group chat with a bunch of great guys and, uh, a few of them like Poro and Keto D and, Caleb, you know, Caleb, he's been on this, this yeah. podcast as well. You know, we all kind of decided, Hey, well, we didn't all, but a few of us were like, let's, let's give this a shot. And then Pora was like, I'm going to do carnivore on top of it. Me being competitive. I'm like, Oh, well, I guess I got to do that now too. You know, yeah. and I've always been interested in that, but it was just another way for me to push myself and like, just see what I'm made of. So, and I, I don't know, these challenges just have, have helped me grow my life. Like I can't even, it, it's hard for me to explain to be honest. Yeah. I think I should like put out a little bit of a disclaimer because it's like, I don't dislike them. I'm actually super for the challenges just mm -hmm. used in a context, you know, like you, you guys are using them. I think like when using that context, they can easily take you to the no, another level. And one thing that I've talked to uh, ben Phelps about who has a podcast as well is mm -hmm. we, we talked about kind of the progression or I guess a better word for it would be evolution that you go through in weight loss and whenever that is or what that kind of looked like for me was when I was 350 pounds it was just about not dying from high blood pressure and sugar and all that kind of stuff and getting that weight off as kind of as quick as I could and then it became more about make it a, making it a lifestyle and almost like the game of it of going to the gym and getting better and improving and then now which is kind of sounds like the point that you're at that I'm also at now it's like pushing the limits like let's see how far we can push this thing till the wheels fall off like let's go after it and people who are in that stage I think these challenges and the diets and all these things that you're just like pushing it to another level like best level shape of your life the goals of where you want to be like kind of your like dreams I think 
it is awesome for those people, you know, like, so I, I don't want to knock on them all together because I think that used in the right context, they're badass. And I would encourage people to step outside of your comfort zone and do that after you've established these like really good habits that you're talking about. But what I want to do now is just get a little bit more in your story. We've been into all kinds of stuff already, but I want to hear a little bit about like you and, and how you got to where you are now. Yeah. So I guess, uh, I guess I should kind of start back at the, like kind of what got me to 426 pounds. You know what I mean? Uh, it's kind of crazy still to me that I ever even hit that weight. And it's almost like I blindly got there and it's like, you know, you don't, for me at least, you know, I never saw myself as that person, even when I was that big, you know, it's like one day you just kind of look in the mirror and you're just like, what the hell is going on? You know, like, Mm -hmm. wow, it's time to make a change, you know? And basically, you know, I feel like this is a, it's a, a common theme in a lot of people's, um, weight loss story. Um, but as a child, you know, everybody, a lot of people have, you know, some childhood trauma that, Mm -hmm. that happened as a kid that kind of set them on a, on the wrong path, I guess. Um, my dad's side of the family has never really been in great shape. Like I never met my grandfather on that side. He died of heart problems, you know, before I was ever born. He, uh, my dad was pretty young age, I think when he, he passed. Um, and you know, it was just kind of a running theme. And my dad was always overweight, you know, since I ever knew him, you know, and uh, it got to the point where my dad actually had uh, bariatric surgery and he lost a lot of weight, you know, and at that time in my life, I was in college, you know, just living it up, trying to, you know, just get by and just trying to be the life of the party. And like, you know, um, basically at, when he lost a lot of this weight, he didn't really have a, a, a good support system. And, you know, a lot of times I, I have some guilt there where I wish the mentality that I have now was, was there then so that I could be there to support my dad because he actually gained pretty much all of it back, you know? Um, and I beat myself up and I know that's not my fault, but a lot of the times I, I think about that and I'm like, man, you know, had I been there for my dad, maybe he would still be kind of, you know, on, a, on the good path, but that's here nor there. But yeah, so my parents got divorced when I was you know, a young age. And there's a lot of things that went on. This was like, I was probably in like fifth grade or so. And my mom got cancer and parents got divorced. And there's, there's a whole lot to that story, but basically that kind of set me off onto a a tangent of, you know, where trying to figure out where I fit in, I guess, where like, Basically, I was living with my dad at first, and we sold the house, and I moved in with my mom, and we were living at family friend's place. It was a two-bedroom place, so I didn't even have a bedroom because my sister got the, the, the spare bedroom, and my bedroom was like <laughs> they converted a, a dining room into a bedroom. Like my, my door was a curtain, and my wall was like the back of a piano, and my bed was a mattress on the floor. You know what I'm saying? So like it was a huge shift in my life at the time. 
And it also meant that I had to kind of fend for myself sometimes, like while we were going, especially when my mom got cancer, you know, like people would bring meals by for a while and stuff. And I remember we, we just, we didn't really know a lot about what was going on. They tried to kind of shelter us from it and protect us from, you know, the harsh realities of what was going on in our life as a family um, because I was so young, but I'd find myself having to cook for myself and like, what's, what's a young kid going to cook? Like <laughs> I knew how to make Mac and cheese and a frozen pizza. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's kind of where these bad habits really kind of started creeping in. And once you get that taste for that bad food, it's like, you know, if you're a kid, you're not sitting there making a wholesome meal. You know what I mean? So it's like, I started gaining weight and it's like that ran in my family anyway. So it kind of was like, it was just, that's how it was, you know? And I started getting an allowance and I, I knew where the closest convenience store was and me and my friends would ride our bikes over there and just get junk food with money, you know, the money that I would get for my allowance and play video games and just be lazy. You know, I always love sports, but I ate such trash that even playing all these sports, you know, it didn't stop me from gaining weight, you know? And then, you know, like in soccer, I played soccer, but I was the goalie because I hated to run, you know, it's like hard when you're a fat kid, like it's not easy, but. So did you yeah, think, so. or feel like that the food was like a safe place? Like, so one of the things that I talk about that might, you know, relate to, to the story a little bit, is like, I had dyslexia really bad whenever I was a kid mm -hmm. and I was in some like special classes and all this kind of stuff. And like, you know, that plus being overweight it, it you get made fun of and, and things mm -hmm. of that nature but whenever I still have this problem today is like I, whatever problems I have when I'm eating I don't think about it you know like I yeah. whenever I'm like eating something good like I'm smashing some donuts or pizza like the only thing that I'm focused on is that and it's almost like mm -hmm. it's a safe place and weird oddly enough it's like jujitsu for me like whenever I, the only that's the only other thing that kind of compares to it Whenever I'm doing that, I don't have another thought in my head besides trying not to be actively killed, right? And so, yeah. like, I don't think about my problems. I don't think about all oh, my shoulder hurts or anything like that until it's over. And it's kind of the same with food. Like, I just can't wait to eat this pizza. I can't wait to do this or this. And it's like a safe place. It's like where my problems don't exist. I, I don't know if I ever really looked at it as, like, a a safe place or, like, a way to escape anything. I think I just, I just never really understood the effects of eating this junk food. And it's like, this is what I eat. This is what I like. You know what I mean? It wasn't, I mean, yeah, I was gaining weight, but it's not like I correlated that with what I was eating. It's just, this is what I eat. And oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm getting fat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I went through the whole bully phase too, you know, where, you know, in middle school, especially is when it happened, you know, that's when I, that's when I feel like I became conscious of my weight, you know, when kids would start making comments saying, Oh, you got bigger boobs than the girls here, you know, and stuff like that. And it's yeah. like, man, that started to hurt. And like, I remember, I remember one summer I was, I was in a summer school program in middle school and we had like an intramural basketball league. Right. And they split us up into teams and 
like that I was cool with everybody and I was athletic, but I was the fat kid, you know what I mean? So they nicknamed me JB and I never knew what that meant. I was like, why do they call me JB? And I found out in that gigolo butt. I'm like, dude, once I found out, it's like, man, that cuts a kid hard. Like that's, yeah. you know, that, that sucks. And, um, it's just, and that's when I really started getting kind of, you know, that, that's kind of when I, I feel like I kind of shut myself off and like became that, uh, victim and, and like my confidence was just trash. And that was the beginning of all that, you know, it kind of just started to, to avalanche from there, I guess. And it's like when I got into high school and stuff, it, it was, it wasn't so blatant, um, you know, I kind of, I feel like that was when I first started to try to lose weight. I remember my mom was in Weight Watchers and she encouraged me to join her. And I remember how embarrassing that was, but at the same time, I just kind of went along with it and I lost a little bit of weight, but I never viewed it as like a goal. It was just kind of like, Oh, this is something I'm doing now. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I was actively trying to lose weight but it was working a little bit, you know, and they were kind of, I don't want to say they were forcing me to do it, but it was kind of like, we're doing this. Okay, let's do this, you know? So the difference of my current journey is like being conscious of what I am actually, you know, my, of my goals and like what I'm really trying to achieve for myself. You know, it was never for myself before. It was just kind of like going with the flow. So just doing um, it because you thought that's what you're supposed to do. Like, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, I didn't want to be picked on anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was part of it too. It's, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain because a lot of that time was, uh, it's a blur now. You know what I mean? I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of those traumatic things as a kid, you know, your, your conscious mind tries to block it out. It tries not to remember these things. So it's a lot of times when I look back, I'm like, it's hard for me to explain because I don't, it, I don't really remember a lot of it. I just remember little bits and pieces of that time, you know? So that's why I know that it was a traumatic experience. That's, you know, and, uh, and I can, I feel like that's where I can, you know, tie my, my heavy weight back to that's, you know, so it's where it all started. The fact that I can't remember a lot of that stuff. I feel like is the reason that I know that was a traumatic time for me. So, yeah. But, uh, and I, I'm trying, I feel like I'm getting kind of lost in where I'm going with this. But basically, after, you know, after high school, you know, I, I lost some weight here and there and I wasn't like super obese yet. But then it was, and, and that's the thing when you're, when you're a kid who is constantly picked on, you know, you do anything to fit in you try to find where you're supposed to fit in you know what I mean like when when in high school I always had my core group of friends but seeing those friends you know start to mingle with the popular kids and like going to parties and stuff like that I had to find my way of fitting into that crowd and that meant changing my personality to fit into certain groups of people you know what I mean? It's like I would morph myself to be this person or that person. And I always had multiple groups of friends, but like none of those groups would hang out with each other because it's like I was different, a different person for each one. 
You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's hard to explain, but yeah. So going through this process for myself and especially nowadays, it's like I'm for the first time finding out exactly who I am and I'm dude, I'm 37 years old. You know what I mean? That's crazy. But putting myself through these challenges has made me kind of address those situations and figure out exactly what I want as a person and who I am and what I'm made of. And the biggest thing that I've gotten from these challenges is that I just, I don't care what other people think about me anymore. I let that ruin or not ruin, but I let that, that mentality run my life for so long that I would do anything to fit in. And now I'm like, I'm doing anything not to fit in. I'm, I'm doing anything to find out who I am and what I'm made of, you know? And that's, that's the big reason I, I love the, these challenges. You know, it's like not everybody's willing to do them. And I feel like I, I am, <laughs> I, I want to see if, you know, if, if I can be like a Mark Bell or a David Goggins or Cameron Haynes. I don't know if you know, I'm sure you know a couple of these guys, but All of them. yeah. yeah. Um, another guy that I follow recently, Jay Morton, who's a UK special forces. And it's like a lot of these guys are just, they put themselves through the fire to basically live the life that they want to live and, and to change the path of, of where they came from. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing and i think that one of the things that you said that it really stuck out to me is you were talking about the challenges kind of going back to that and you said that um look it's something that most people aren't willing to do and what i like about that is it's not that you're doing something that other people can't do you're doing right. something that other people aren't willing to do they're not willing to make those sacrifices and, and like you know david goggins for example in in his book like can't hurt me it's like he built that mentality over time and it's something that everyone can do. And I always talk about, um, you know, success being contagious and like these little successes building on top of each other. And to do that challenge, you've probably, you know, you said that you're going since 2015. So six years, you've had a lot of little victories over and over and over again that have built your confidence to be able to do these challenges and like going back to your story before is you did 75 hard the first time and you did it and you accomplished it, but you didn't learn as much. And then you've taken that success and then you've turned it into this time and built even further upon that. And so just that change in mindset by doing the little things right over and over again, until you build to where you are now. And then to think about like where you'll be like five years from now, you know, that's like a pretty inspiring thought. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's taking, like, just because I finished 75 hard the first time didn't mean I, you know, I I failed afterwards. And, but taking that failure and learning from that failure and building on from that and then taking the progress from, you know, from that next step, it opens a new door. And then you, you're like, okay, what's next after this? All right, let me see what I can push myself to do. And like, and it just builds your mind to become more relentless, I guess you can say. And like, 
it builds the confidence in yourself that you can do hard things. And these, you know, success comes from doing the hard things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like whenever I, and it's hard to explain for to somebody who's just getting started. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't want to hear that. (laughs) You don't want to, you don't want to sit there and be like, Oh, you're going to have to do hard things for the rest of your life. But when you get to a point after you do it the first time, you're like, wow, really pushing myself and like almost breaking your old self is what, what it takes to take that next step in life, at least for me. And I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting here saying that it's the ultimate guide to success, but for me it is, you know? So anyone that I talk to, anyone that reaches out to me, you know, I always try to tell them that like, you can do it. It's just how bad do you want it? You know, I mean, that's such a cliche thing to say, but it's true. How bad do you want it? Are you willing to get up every day at 4am if that's what it takes? You know what I mean? Because a lot of people are like, well, time management, you know, I I don't have time to do. You technically have the time. It's just, you got to make it. Sometimes it means sacrificing some sleep, you know? It's not forever, but pushing yourself and, and making yourself realize that you can do more than, than you thought you could, I think is the real uh, key to growth. And I plan to keep, keep that going for the rest of my life. I mean, at least for now, I hope I can continue that mentality. But Yeah, you were talking about doing the hard things. And one of the, like, a, I can't remember who said this or where I heard it, but somebody was talking about in relation to weight loss, I think it was actually like a user response to a question when we were talking about maintenance and basically is doing something hard for a set period of time is easy. So like whenever you're trying to lose a hundred pounds and you know, I have to do this for six months and I'll lose a hundred pounds. Like that's easy. Doing something hard for the rest of your life is what it takes to be ultimately successful. Right? Like, so with weight loss is like making those long-term changes that you're prepared to do for the rest of your life. It, it, it's never, it gets easier, but it's never just, you know, living your life without, you know, how it is to be overweight, just doing whatever you want. You know, it's never that again. And people don't understand that, that it's like a dedication long-term for the rest of your life, essentially to the hardship, eating right and working out and being a better person in general people but those hard things to me in my journey have just become enjoyable almost like they've become routine and the things that I like to do and whenever I'm out of that that's when I'm uncomfortable you know like I've I've gotten comfortable with what used to be uncomfortable right yeah and you know I've been talking to a couple people about this recently it's like I finished phase one which was you know that additional 30 days and before I can start the next phase, you know, they may, part of the challenge is you have to wait 30, at least 30 days after phase one before you can start the next phase. And it's like, I've been traveling, you know, unfortunately I had a death in my family and I went up North for that. And I came back, my sister came to town with me and I've just been out of my routine, out of my element that I have, you know, because ever since January 1st, this year, you know, I've been doing two a days. So the first 110 days of the year, I believe 105 of those days, I was on a, I mean, full-blown structured routine, two a day workouts, you know, for 105 days out of 110. 
yeah. you know, and then, so now that I'm kind of off my routine again, it's, it's, it's bringing back those, those feelings of, of, oh no, am I sliding backwards? Cause like, I'm not eating perfect right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I keep talking and it's funny, me and Gormy have had this conversation many times, like, oh, I'm going to reintroduce rice because I want to build muscle. And, but it's like a new challenge for me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm learning that maybe I'm not ready for that because I'm already feeling some of these bad habits creeping back in. So there's, it's not like I've figured everything out yet. And I know, like I've had conversations with Willie, Willie Gillis, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he, he, had, I admire him because he's, he's practicing the art of maintenance, yep. which I can sit here and tell you that I have not mastered maintenance. I am constantly, I'm either losing weight or I'm slowly gaining weight. It's like, I don't, I haven't figured out how to continue that or or maintain that continuous baseline. You know what I mean? So I respect him for, for doing that. And that's probably something that I need to practice in the near future. That's a challenge that I'm going to have to, you know, face before too long because it is a lifelong thing, you know? I don't always want to be pushing myself to the limit every single day. I need to be able to figure out how to maintain, you know, I mean, just continue on with, with those, those uh, principles that I've learned over this entire journey. And uh, so that's something that I still need to learn. There's, that's what I love about this. There's always something you can learn. You know what I mean? I'm never done. There's always a challenge, you know, to face. I've so. been in that up and down spot a lot too. And, and Willie and I've had the same conversation. We even had it on the podcast of being in maintenance because we we're both RP users at the moment. And mm-hmm. um, I'm using that as a tool, kind of like we talked about before of like self accountability for me for maintenance, because I have done the exact same thing of like, I've been in just a little bit of a surplus and gained that couple pounds a month each time until I'm back to where I don't I've never like gone off the rails where I'm gaining 50, 60, hundred pounds back. Like since this, since my most like recent weight loss to get where I am now. Um, but I have, you know, gained five, 10, 15 pounds and then just have to like cut back down to get where I want to be again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm practicing that maintenance and it's the little wins. Like I'm like seven weeks in six or seven weeks into maintenance right now. Um, two pounds up from my cut weight, which is, you know, within the acceptable range of where you're supposed to be because mm-hmm. of additional carbs and all this kind of stuff. But exactly like you said, man, and I think that this is normal for a lot of people is I, even myself, like sometimes start to feel that uh, fear creep back in just like yesterday. I, I, you know, I didn't eat great Friday at work cause you know, we had some work lunch and then Saturday, my wife was going out of town on Sunday, so I took her out for a Mother's Day breakfast. And then yesterday, I took my mom out for a Mother's Day dinner. And then it's, you know, that's three meals in a row, bang, bang, bang. And then it's like, am I going to be gaining weight? I feel like I'm kind of going off the rails a little bit here. And that kind of fear creeps back in. And I don't want to be that controversial here with it, but like a lot of people think like, that's not good. You shouldn't be worried about what you eat. That's like an eating disorder. But at the same time, a little bit of fear is healthy in my opinion. Like, yeah. I, you know, I got to 350 pounds cause I had no fear at all of what I was <laughs> doing or like I had no control over it. I, I like, I wasn't paying attention to it at all. So like, yeah. as long as it's not affecting you negatively, mentally, 
a little bit of fear in that kind of situation is healthy in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. I, uh, and, and that's why I don't, I don't judge how other people choose to, you know, choose to find their own progress. You know what I mean? I think it's important to find your own way. And it's like, yeah, maybe I do all these rigorous challenges and like, but, but that's what works for me. You know yeah. what I mean? And I feel like everybody says that, right? You got to find what works for you. Like following a ketogenic diet, has it always worked for me? No, but I've found the best success with it for myself. I'm not telling you, Hey man, you really need to cut carbs. Some people go vegan, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's like, what, what works for you? You don't, you don't have to follow a certain set plan, you know, but it's all that discovery process. And, you know, that's why it takes so long, I think, to, to really, to lock it in, you know, you gotta, it's a lot of trial and error, you know? And, um, once you find what works for you, it's, it's kind of just continuing that path and adjusting as you go. And if you want to try something new, which I do want to try something new soon, I want to, I want to try to start doing targeted keto, but I've noticed that I just, I can't trust myself yet. You know, when I eat rice, it's like, well, I'm eating way too much rice probably. And then I'm like, well, I already had all these carbs. Now I can eat this or, or whatever. And then it just leads to bad habits. So I just, sometimes I have to pull the reins and kind of go back to the basics a lot and, and just trial and error failure. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to, I think it's important to seek failure. You know, when you like, if, if you're, always succeeding are you you know I, I don't know if you're really learning anything I'm, I don't know it's kind of hard to say if you're always if you're always finding success, success then good for you I guess but I just don't think that that's realistic and I think that by failing you know that's that's what really builds those uh that foundation you know um but now I just feel like I'm kind of talking in circles. No, that, you, you're good, man. So let's go to, uh, let's go to the point in time where you, t you talked about a little bit ago where, you know, you're at your, I, I think you said it was 2015. You knew the, like the time mm -hmm. and the date and everything of where this whole thing kicked off. Take me to that like moment, kind of explain yeah. to me where you're at mentally and where, where you, where you've gone from there. So that, that's actually a cool part of my story. Um, I was living, so Basically after, basically after college, right, I, I've always, this, and this is where my lack of confidence kind of plays a huge role in my whole story, right? So I actually, I graduated from Purdue University with a computer graphics degree. And although I, I felt like I was one of the, uh, I guess you could say one of the top it's hard to say that because you, you can hear my confidence like kicking in, like my, my lack of confidence. You know, I never give myself enough credit. I never think that I'm good enough. But, you know, I had a teacher who hired me to help her with some of her side projects while at, at school. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like I was doing the right things. and I was I just never felt like my portfolio was good enough to apply for the jobs that I really wanted. So I kind of settled and I. I ended up taking a job with my cousin who owned a construction supply company. And I was like, Oh, I'll just work here for like 
I'll work here for maybe a year while I get my portfolio ready so that I can apply to these major, you know, companies that I like EA games or, uh, DreamWorks or any of these places that I really wanted to get a job. And what did I do? I, I got stuck and I literally worked there for five years and I was just unhappy. You know what I mean? It was cool working with my cousins. I come from a huge family, but I settled I, because my confidence was so poor that I never took a shot on myself. And that led me to, you know, after five years, I actually, you know, it was 2008 and construction industry took a huge hit with the housing market going down and everything. And they had to lay me off. And I was like, oh, you know, this is my chance. And I took a job in Florida starting at a social media um, startup. So I was like, you know, if I don't take this job, I'll regret it forever. So sorry, guys, I got to go. Let me start this out. So I moved and I took this job and I got my own place for the first time in my life, living on my own. And what did that do? That just opened up a life of bad habits, right? That's when I really started to balloon, you know, and towards the end of college too. I mean, I was, like I said, I was, I was the life of the party. I was the guy who could chug beer faster than anybody. You know, that was my, that was my shtick, you know? So I was gaining weight at that point also. But when I moved to Florida and I started working at this company, um, there was nobody watching me. There was nobody to hold me accountable to what I'm eating. You know, it's like when you have your own place for the first time, you can do whatever you want because nobody's there to, to monitor you, I guess, you know, you're not hiding constantly. You can just do it out in the open, you know? So I really started to blow up at that point. And it got to a point where I was like having acid reflux in my sleep and I'd wake up just choking. You know what I mean? And I, I just remember thinking, Oh my God, like, and, and every time I'd look in the mirror and put on my clothes, it's like, wow, this shirt almost doesn't fit anymore, you know? And it was just constantly just looking at myself in disgust, you know what I mean? And I, life was just, I had, I wouldn't say it was a physically demanding job, but there were times where like I actually got photography credentials through my job and like I would be at a concert, you know, and, and taking photos. I had fit in this like tight space, you know, in front of the bouncers, you know, or, or the guys, the security, you know, that would, um at these big concert venues and i'm just like squeezing in i'm just massive i shouldn't be up there and just sweating you know i lived in florida and it's hot here i'm just constantly sweating point where i was sick that i reached out to a buddy of mine who has been uh he he was bit he's still is big into beach body you know he's a beach body coach and i reached out to him i'm like listen man i need help you know I finally got to a point where I actually asked for help and which was a huge step for me because I never wanted to admit it, you know? And anyways, he, he, uh, he was like, listen, you know, I, I could use a roommate right now. I'm trying to cut my expenses. You know, why don't you move in? And if you move in, I'll make you sign a contract and we're going to make you lose weight. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So <laughs> he, uh, it was really cool because he agreed that for every pound I lost, he would cut a dollar off my rent. So I was like, all right, you know, that gave me a little incentive. 
Heck yeah. So literally on July or uh, January 3rd, 2015, I moved in. I feel like I got, I unloaded my car and everything at about 10 PM. And I remember laying down, he's like, all right, you know, we're going to, we're going to start tomorrow. And I'm like, really? You're not going to give me like a couple days to just like get set up. And no, 4 AM the next day, the alarm went off and that was it. And we started, we'd go over to, we'd go into his gym or his garage and turn on Insanity Max 30. And I remember just thinking, oh my God, what have I done? Why did I decide to do this? You know, it was dreadful, but that was how it all started for me. And uh, I really haven't looked back ever since, you know, and I owe him a lot of, uh, I owe a lot to him because he really built that that uh sense of routine in me you know that i never had before yeah dude so, I'm, i feel like i'm in pretty good shape now and i don't want to do insanity That's yeah, a, no. we, <laughs> in college like that was like a small part of my weight loss journey too was those uh you know like in college having those uh videos and, and playing on me like in mine and my wife's apartment and like doing jumping jacks and all kinds of yeah, stuff like in dude. the in the living room like hoping nobody saw me it'd be embarrassing as shit seeing, yeah. you know, seeing me like through the window but yeah. i mean you know like it that's brutal and to start off that way man like you had to be like holy shit like i'm so far from where i need to be able to be yeah. able to like knock these workouts out but that the other side of your story you know that it's so incredible that the that your friend was like willing to do that. Like he definitely, you know, gave you that accountability. Like there's just so much like, because most people don't know where to start, especially whenever you, you are that overweight and having somebody there to be like your accountability and kind of guide you through that and to be there, you know, almost to the point where you're like 24 seven, like you're, you're living together. That's about as much accountability as you can get outside of self accountability. Right. And, you know, it was, it was kind of a learning process for both of us. I think that, you know, I mean, they had modified versions of, you know, of Insanity Max 30, like, oh, if you can't do this full blown, you know, here's how you can modify it. I feel like I had to modify the modified version. You know what I mean? It was Mm -hmm. ugly. And I've got a lot of video of me going through that process as a big dog, you know, like, it was yeah. it was brutal. I've got a lot of video clips that I look back on quite a bit. I'm like, man, just thinking about how brutal it was back then. And but I lost, I think, like 30 pounds in that first month. And losing 30 pounds made me think, oh my God, this is this is possible. Like I got this. And I just continued on. And you know, it's not like I didn't cheat. I still cheated, you know, from time to time. And I I not every day was perfect, but it was a start, you know, and just having somebody there knocking on my door at 4am and just, just go and and not, you know, and being willing to say, all right, get up. It's time. Just go do this. You got to do it. You know, this is what I I signed, literally signed a a written contract that he wrote out. I'm sure I have a copy of that somewhere, which I'll, I'll probably keep. I know. I don't know. I probably need to blow that up and like, frame it or something you know yeah but that was huge for me and day in and day out having that routine was the first stage of building the foundation of this entire journey you know what I mean and that's stuck with me all the way throughout it's not like I get up every day at four but if I 
if I don't work out at least five times a week, you know what I mean? Five days a week, then I just don't feel right. Like, you know, that's what you were talking about earlier about being uncomfortable when you're out of that element. So now it's like that. It's, it's so ingrained into me and I actually enjoy it now. You know, um, it did get to a point where I was so sick of these beach body programs that I was like, I got to switch it up, man. Like I was getting miserable with it, you know, and he's still doing them, which is crazy to me, but (laughs) I had to, that, that, that was part of the journey. It's like, you got to find your own way. And I had to switch it up. I was like, I'm going to drive myself crazy if I keep doing the same program over and over again. You know, I can't even tell you how many times I did insanity max 30. And then we did body beast a few times and we did P90X a few times and, I could name off every program probably almost, you know, but there so were many all times you can see Shanti and modify yeah. Lisa or whatever. Exactly. Name yeah. Is, you know? yeah. 100%, 100%. But that's where, it, that's where it had to start for me. And, uh, I'm thankful for him, you know, for pushing me and making me believe in myself that I could actually do it. You know, I think it's important for everybody to have that support group, you know, whatever, whatever form it comes in, but in those early it, days, it's hard what, to do alone. In those early days, what did your nutrition look like? Uh, it was pretty standard. You know, it's like chicken breast, brown rice, broccoli, you know, he had a grill and we would literally grill out every day. We burned that grill. I mean, dude, we grilled so much that the, the, the grill inside of it was just rusting out and falling apart. Like we, <laughs> we tore that thing apart, but yeah, you know, it was just grilled chicken or grill, you know, I'd get steak every now and then, um, or pork chops, you know, it was just lean meat, vegetables, and some rice and, uh, Shakeology, you know, he was huge on yeah. the, the whole beach body thing. I love that stuff. Right. But, yeah. you know, I, I can't remember exactly how I came across keto. I think it was somebody I worked with. Um, she mentioned it to me and I was like, what? Like eating all this, like, fat like that makes zero sense I remember being really nervous trying it out the first time and it you know that came with its own set of challenges and like figuring out how to do that properly but I realized that wow this this makes it feel better to me it's like I feel like I'm allowed to have things that I want to eat and it helped me kind of stick to it more and it was a challenge because with keto it's like you got to kind of string together a certain amount of time, you know, before you're in ketosis. And like, so I think that that kind of helped me stick with it because I I viewed it as another challenge. Like, you know, I'm very challenge driven. So I think that's, you know, it's just all a process of finding what works for you. Like I keep saying, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I just found that, um, you know, ultimately I found that, my sweet spot is somewhere in between kind of where you started and where you are now, as far as like between the standard bodybuilding diet and the key and the keto is like, I did that exact same process almost. And, you know, I found that like I do better with lower carbs and higher fats Mm -hmm. than I do, you know, super high carbs or no carbs, you know? And, and part of that is just by nature of like the sports I do or the sport, you know, jujitsu and lifting and all these things. But also keto for me was a tool, which it sounds very similar to what you're saying in that when you talk about the rice and that kind of stuff and over consuming is the only thing I had a problem with over consuming was carbs. Mm -hmm. And so that keto really 
I mean, it took me through 80 pounds of my weight loss. You know, that was like a big part of my story in that I couldn't control myself for carbs. So for that amount of time, the only thing I could do is really cut them out. And that's still what I have trouble with overconsuming is carbs still to this day. And so I used that as a tool to completely eliminate them for almost a year while I built some better habits, built some self-control, built some discipline and stuck to a diet, stuck to, you know, as bad as the word diet is, I needed to stick to a diet and develop that process in myself to be able to now be a little more free. Yeah. Like I track some macros. I do this, I do that. But like in general, if I want to eat, I I make myself a plate and it's got some carbs on it, but I don't, you know, I just have to be mindful of not going and getting donuts and all these different things, you know? So it was a tool that I used along the, along the way. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, like now I'm, I'm kind of trying, I, I'm in that phase now where I'm, I'm trying to readjust my goals a little bit. And sometimes I catch myself like jumping the gun a little bit. Like I, I, the lowest weight I actually reached was, I think it was 236. Um, I'm currently sitting at about 250 right now. And I really want to hit. 226 because that's you know that's the 200 pound mark and i think my ultimate goal is 213 everybody's like why 213 that doesn't that's a weird number but that's 50 percent of my weight from where i initially you know on january 4th 2015 weighed in at 426 pounds you know so i view 213 as this ultimate milestone and as you go along you know you kind of realize that it's 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 kind of silly to put a number as your goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I look at that now and I'm like, I don't really care what the number is. It's more of a, how do I feel? Because when I feel good physically, it makes me feel great mentally. And it's just, it boosts my confidence. Like you wouldn't believe, you know what I mean? And that is truly my ultimate goal is just being the most confident person I can be the best you know, the best friend I can be, the best, whatever, anything, you know, it's like, it's these challenges have pushed me mentally just as far as they have physically. And I think the mental aspect is, I mean, it's just, if it's, it's just as important, if not more important, you know what I mean? So like throughout your journey, you're going to learn that your goals change and that's completely fine. Like now I want to take the ketogenic diet where it's, you know, you're supposed to really increase your fat intake. Well, I'm trying to dabble with it a little bit more where I increase my protein because I want to build more muscle because that makes me feel great. I'm trying to increase my lifts, you know, and like really Mm -hmm. focus on, on weight lifting and, and just progressing in that area, you know? Yeah. So it's like, my goals are always evolving and that's okay. Like you don't have to lock into something and then, you know, make sure you hit that before you move on. Sometimes it's okay to adjust your goals. And, but at the same time, like I really do want to hit a lower number, you know, being at 250, I'm not, I know I'm not where I want to be yet. Um, but I'm getting there, you know, so. Yeah. Hell yeah. You're on, day you're on the way, bro. <laughs> so yeah. that is a weird thing because I struggle with that a little bit too. And I say, 
you know, like I want to just continue to achieve like the best performance and the best uh, look like physique and, and all these different things. But the number on the scale, it's like, you know, you want your goal to be measurable, right? So like, right. You, you know, you want to put a number on that performance, whether it's like a 450 squat or you want to put a number, whether it's like 213 pounds, whatever it is, you want to put that number, but it, at the end of the day, the goal is that number, but that's not the overarching thing. The overarching thing of the goal is to be better every day. And, you know, one way that I think about that is when I was 350 pounds, I, I remember specifically saying at 250, I'm going to be jacked, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to be so, I'm going to be so fucking shredded. Like I'm going to be jacked, blah, 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 blah. Cause I've lifted weights this whole time and I'm, I'm fat, yeah. but I'm strong. And then I got to 250 and I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm not really jacked, but, yeah. but I'm a lot better off than I was. Right. So like the number, when I got to the number, I didn't, you know, like I didn't, the goal wasn't the same result as I thought it was going to be, but I was so much better in so much of a better place than I was. So then it was just moving that goal and going after it again until I got to 220. And then like the most recent goal was 212, like a random ass number. Right. And that was just to lose 10 more pounds to like take it to the next level. And so I, I love what you're saying in that, you know, you have a number, but that's not the overarching goal. You have a number because you've got to have something to shoot towards. But yep. when you get there, it's just about making the progress, making yourself better. And like you said, one day at a time, getting better, moving towards where you want to be. Right. And, and to, to touch more on the mentality side or, or, you know, the mental aspect, you know, so part of 75 hard and phase one specifically, you know, is reading books, right? Reading 10 pages a day. And that has, I've never been a person who reads, right? Like if I'm going to read anything, it's listening to a podcast or it's listening to an audio book at the, you know, at, at, at the maximum or whatever. Um, so sitting down and actually reading these books, I've read some incredible things that have just made me think about life differently, not even necessarily weight loss, but like, this isn't a weight loss journey for me. You know what I mean? It's, it's easy to tag it as that because I was 426 pounds and I was tired of being out of shape, but this whole thing has been a whole, it's a life change. I mean, if you could have known me five years ago, 10 years ago, like totally different person, even two years ago. I feel like the past, you know, 2020, <laughs> the craziest year of all time, right? Had it, it, it shifted my mentality on a lot, lot of things. And some of these books that I read and, and some of the challenges that I did really opened my eyes to who I feel I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? And so for a long time when I was working in Atlanta with my cousins, you know, I was always a negative person, you know, and th this kind of touches base on what I was kind of talking to you before the podcast um, about the power of positivity and how much that has changed my life. Like, it's crazy. I urge anyone going on a weight loss journey to address that part of their life because I, you know, I'm not saying that everyone who is severely overweight is a negative person, but 
I can almost guarantee you that the majority of majority of us are, you know, we live a life of negativity and self doubt and failure and, you know, just all these things stacking up and just completely destroying your self confidence. And that was a huge part for me that I wanted to fix. And the past, I guess really even just 2021 has made me address those, uh, those aspects of my life. And I've just realized that I've understood how to be thankful and grateful for the things that I've done and things that I've accomplished. And I urge anyone, you know, approaching or or coming into a, a new weight loss journey to address those issues. Because when you start seeing the world differently and seeing it in a positive light, it, it opens these doors that you never really expected to be there. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like being thankful for everything has brought certain people into my life and situations into my life that have changed me completely. Like for instance, after, so after that social media startup job, you know, that ended poorly too, you know, that it was full of false promises and one day out of the blue, like I think it was the day before Thanksgiving. I forget exactly what year it was, but they fired the entire graphics team just out of the blue. And it was like, what? Like, so there I was at rock bottom again, you know, I already lost some weight and stuff and that that was cool. But here I am broke, you know, with no drive. I traded in my car for a freaking Prius because I needed to drive Uber and just keep my head above water. And it ended up, you know, sending me back, you know, I had to pretty much beg for my job back with my cousins and I moved back to Atlanta and there I was just negative again, back, back to feeling like I gave up on myself, you know? So I had that negative mentality and even my cousin, like my cousin, he's like my best friend, you know what I mean? So we always talk crap to each other, but he would constantly call me Mr. Negative, which would drive me nuts. That would, and which would make me even more negative. And I'm like, you know, always being the victim, like, you don't know how it is, man. Like, you don't understand, like mm-hmm. always playing the victim card. And now that I guess taking a chance on myself has, has changed everything for us, for me. Like I'm actually living in Florida again. I, I don't work for that company anymore. I left them a second time, which is crazy. You know, I felt like a total dick, but I've realized that we have one life and to not live your life to the fullest you know you're just you're robbing yourself you know what i mean um in fact there's a there's a saying that cameron haynes i think he has a tattoo and i'm probably going to get this tattoo eventually but it says i don't fear death but rather the unlived life and that struck me hard it's like i would rather die then live a life that is just unfulfilled. And I was living an unfulfilled life for so long and it was driving me nuts. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I look back and I'm like, I can't believe I wasted so much time. You know, I'm 37. I feel like just now I'm really hitting my stride. But so a buddy of mine actually approached me 
um, back at the end of 2019. He was like, hey, man, you know, I, things, I know things are going pretty well there at, at ACS, which is the company I worked for with my family. And he was like, I know you're doing well there and things are looking up, but I got this opportunity. He's like, I know you lived in Florida. I know you loved it there. Um, if you want this job, I can almost guarantee it's yours, you know? And I had to really dig deep inside of myself and like find out like when you get these opportunities in life, I feel like it's important to take them no matter how terrifying it's going to be. You know, I was terrified to tell my family like, again, Hey guys, I got to go. You know what I mean? I felt like I was, you know, abandoning them, especially after they took me back and pulled me out of the, you know, the misery that I was in, you know, at, the, at rock bottom, but it's important to take chances on yourself. And that was a big step towards building my confidence in myself. And I, I took the job and, you know, it's a completely different industry than I've ever worked in before, but I have faced so much through this weight loss that it's built that confidence in me that I believe that I can do hard things. You know, it's like doing these hard challenges have made me realize that sometimes you got to go for it. And so I took the chance and now I'm living in Florida again and I see the world completely different. You know, I, I control my schedule. I actually, I do medical device sales. So I have to, I have to talk to directors of cardiology and like, people I have no business talking to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's very, it puts me out of my comfort zone, but it's also making me realize that I'm capable of doing things that are uncomfortable. And that's the key. That is the key to life. And by doing that, it has boosted my confidence. It's boosted my self-worth, my, how I view my, myself. And it's, it's brought positivity into my life and, and, by going through those, you know, going through the fire and through the uncomfortable things, it's brought, like I said, it's brought amazing people into my life and amazing, uh, you know, opportunities. And I just feel like the sky is the limit now. And it's like, I control my destiny. And I, I urge anyone who has the, has the chance to, you know, take, take a shot on themselves to go for it. You know, it's, it's, a uh, and I think it starts with health and fitness, <laughs> or at least it did for me. You know what I mean? It's like, once you start caring about yourself, it opens another door and that door leads to another door. And then that door leads to another door. And it's like, I want to know where all these doors go. You know yeah. what I mean? So top. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what's the top? I have no idea. Yeah. Is there a top? I don't know. But it's like exciting to be on this journey and find out that there's more to life. And it's like, I'm so glad that I took the reins and, and went for it. So that's kind of where I'm at. I, you know, I don't really know what my future holds, but I am more excited than ever. And like, even my cousin was telling me, he's like, dude, he's like, I can't believe, you know, he, he's, he's shocked. I'm not Mr. Negativity anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So dude, that's probably hear. been the biggest win for me. No doubt. I can relate to that story so much. I mean, just recently, like around January, a, you know, another role kind of came open at work that, you know, is on top of my role now, like that I already had. 
And, you know, no one came to me and asked me to do it. But I said, hey, like, this is something that I'm interested in. I don't know shit about it. But I promise if you give this to me, I'll be the best at it. And like, just, just that forward, like I went to my boss. And that's what I said. And I was like, I will take this off your plate. I'll knock it out. It, it might be rough at first, but I promise I'll do it. And he said, like his, you know, response back to me was, uh, I have no doubt that you will. And gave it to me, you know, and it expanded upon that. But, you know, 350 pound Michael did not have the confidence to go in and have that conversation. If it yep. wasn't for, you know, what I think in my mind of like, kicking ass to like lose this weight and get a master's degree and overcome dyslexia and all these different things that I look back on now that I think like shit you're a savage for those things which you know even still I have a hard time like putting those words out of my mouth because like I don't want to brag on myself and I want to be humble right. on these things yep. and like I don't have the confidence to say them but I, I have to look back and give myself credit for those things so that I can go to my boss's office and have that conversation and grow in my workplace and grow, you know, my career and my life and all these different things. And it kind of all goes back to, yes, I've had failures, but look what I've overcome to get to where I am now. And you know, part of that even is kind of, you talked about, it's so easy when you're overweight or you're down in a bad spot to get that victim mentality and kind of putting that beside yourself and just realizing like, you know, for me, it was listening to a David Goggins or to a Jocko or to a Joe Rogan or whatever. And being like, you know, hearing their mindset and how they think, you know, they, they don't serve as much as like, I don't really take as much motivation away from those people as I do like a mindset of how yeah. you described it perfectly earlier, like relentless, right? They they just never stop. They go and they go and they go and they go. And that is like the mindset that I've taken. And then looking back of like, because of that mindset, holy shit, these are the things I've accomplished. And it's not, I can accomplish more if I just put my hand up. I ask for more. I I, I chase that down. You know, I go out and I put in the work. And so I I completely understand what you're saying and how that can put you in just a completely different place, you know, this year than I even was last year. And over the last five years since losing weight, like the trajectory has just kind of skyrocketed. And it's not because like, I'm, I'm not smarter. I'm not better looking or any of those things, you know, it's just that I've put myself out there and I've worked extremely hard and I have confidence in myself and I ask for more and I raise my hand and you know what I'm saying? Like all those things. And it's not because I'm a better person. I just have a different mindset. For sure. It's that, it's that confidence. I mean, it's, it's understanding that you can do hard things and that ties back to the very beginning of this podcast that we were talking about these challenges, those challenges make me realize that I can do things that are harder than I expected. I can do harder things than I expected, you know, that I, I, I totally butchered that, but you know <laughs> you what I'm saying? You never yourself credit for it. Right, yeah. right. And that just, it's a game changer. So I think it's important, like I said, to build those, those foundational building blocks and then push yourself, push yourself, like whatever, Whatever that means, whatever goal you're going for, just know that you got to go through the fire. You know what I mean? 
but on the other side is a whole new life. And it's like, I still cherish all of my friendships with all the people that I, you know, have in my life, you know, through the, the ups and downs, you know, my entire journey, but I'm a different person. And I, you know, if there's anybody that's not okay with that or on board with that, then it's like, listen, I still respect you, but I'm just, that ain't me anymore. You know, and if you're not okay with that, then it's you're all good. Behind, but yeah. yeah, it's like no hard feelings, but this is me now. And I have zero regrets about it. So let me you like know? pose this conversation to you a different way. So let's say that I'm a person who is kind of struggling with that negativity and, you know, mm-hmm. specifically like a victim kind of mindset, like, you know, like when you, when somebody sees what you're doing, they're like, Oh, that's so great for you, but I could never do that. I don't have that kind of yeah. dedication, you know, like has that victim mindset. What do you say to those people? Like, what do you say to those people to be, cause that's a hard mindset yeah. to get out of. And every, in my opinion, everybody kind of finds it in their own way. So like, what advice would you give those people? Man, I mean, that's kind of hard to answer, but you know, it's never really the answer that somebody's looking for in that situation. It's like, you know, everybody's looking for that quick fix or that quick, there, there's no quick fix. Like it's day one, wake up, you know, there's a win. Then you get that win. Right. And then you're like, all right, let me work out. Let me start addressing the issues that I have with my health and, and just figuring out that first step. And then once you have one day complete, which usually is the hardest part, getting that first day in and maybe not even the first day, but definitely the first week. So it's like you take that first day and then you do a second day and you build that on top. You put that next Lego block on top and then you just put another one and then you stack another one and then you got a week and then you take that week and you're like, all right, what do I got to do to make it to two weeks? And it's just, it's, it's grueling but it's so worth it. And it's like, once you can get past that and once you realize, you know, once you see the progress and you start feeling good about yourself and you understand that you can win just like anybody else, all these people that you see who are successful, you know, I'm not going to say all of them, but a lot of these guys that I follow, I follow them for a reason because they were in, you know, they were in rough situations also and they just put in the work and it's like once you continue to stack that up you start winning you open a new door and you just keep opening these doors and it's like it'll change everything for you but you gotta you gotta be willing to try you gotta be willing to start you know i mean that's that's what i try to tell everybody it's not easy there's no quick fix there's not there's no one here to save you you know what i mean it's like even though my buddy was willing to help me lose weight, I still had to get out of bed. I could have told him to, to F off, you know, like, Hey man, I'm no, I'm not starting today. You know, I just moved in last night at 10 PM. I want to sleep. No, but guess what? I got up, I got up and did it. You know what I mean? And then I did it the next day and then I did it the next day and then I did it the next day. You know, you just got to believe in yourself. It's possible. I mean, all no, you really have it. to do is just restructure your procrastination. Just be like, yeah. all right, if it sucks really bad today, or just every morning when you wake up, just be like, if it sucks really bad today, I'll quit tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then tomorrow it's, you wake up, if it sucks bad today, I'll just, I'll just quit tomorrow. Yeah, just keep procrastinating. Like, and then once you realize that, 
wow, my life could be a lot worse. You know what I mean? That's another thing. It's like, you could wake up in the hospital every day, you know, it's there, there's, you just have to really be grateful for the things that you do have in your life and be grateful for having a life, you know, and just, you can't be willing to allow, I say this all the time. I got tired of sitting on the sidelines, you know, I, I'm done sitting on the sidelines. I'm, I, I want to be a starter, you know? Yeah. So that's just the mentality that I go for now, but did it happen overnight? Hell no. It, it has been many years of just putting myself through it, but it's so worth it. You know, I mean, that's all I can really say. I mean, I can't do it for you, but I'll give you, I'll, I'll support you. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll cheer you on. You know, everybody needs a cheerleader, you know, and I'm, I'm thankful to have a lot of people in my corner, especially now. Like, it's crazy. I'll post a transformation pic and it's like, when you get a hundred likes, you're like, holy crap. Like, that's insane to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's awesome to be a person that people can reach out to also. Like, I am always here to encourage anybody, no matter what weight they're starting at, because it's possible. You might have to figure out the best way to do it for yourself. And it might not be the same way that I'm doing it, but the process of figuring that out is, is it's key and, and it's possible. So I don't know. I feel like that's all I can say. Dude, so. I think that's a, a good place to wrap it up. The, you know, the, the best place really. But so if someone does want to reach out to you, if they want to, uh, you know, if they have questions or they want to follow you in, in your progress, uh, where can they find you at? Uh, so I'm on Instagram. Uh, my handle is crushing keto eight, four. Um, I'm, I've kicked around the idea of changing that up, but we'll just, we'll leave it at that for now. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crushing awesome, keto 84. Well, everybody go check him out. Crushing keto 84 on Instagram. And that is the end of the hungry for success podcast. Thank you guys for coming and listening. Uh, episodes have been a little sporadic. I've kind of been a little MIA due to, uh, some kind of life changes, but we're coming back. Uh, make sure that you guys come back every week for a new episode. And, uh, as always stay hungry and we'll see you next week.